1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Sponsored by Catch Photo Release, your premier kayak tournament source bringing you epic guests, recaps, and upcoming events. Here are your hosts, Brad Hicks and Sam Jones. What's up, everybody? This is The Real Down, and tonight, a sidekick is Mr. Schiller. Yeah, buddy. How you doing? Good, man. Mr. Jones is laid up. He will be back next week. So, yep. You know, hope he's doing better. I know he was kind of heavily medicated the other day when I talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we started off the final cast, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sam, Sammy's <laughs> he's feeling a little better, but he'll be back next week. But most importantly, awesome. you know, we hinted on the final cast what was coming up. But we yep. didn't spill the beans. So, you know, we announced that you're moving over uh, to the final cast with Josh. We would like to introduce to you your new co-host with Sam Jones, Mr. Daniel Perry. <laughs> That's me. Welcome, brother. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. So, uh... I know you've been following the podcast for a hot minute and, uh, you know, you kind of reached out and, you know, you were like, Hey man, if you guys need help with anything and so happened, uh, I was doing eight segments a week and I wanted to free <laughs> myself up a little bit. So, um, you know, we'll get into a, a little bit about you, uh, after we do some recaps here, but, uh, you know, you're a heavy tournament guy down there in the South east region so um it'll be cool because you'll be bringing a little bit different perspective than uh you know sam so to speak who's up in the north central area so um it's cool man we're happy to have you on board and uh you know tonight uh daniel is gonna fill the shoes of our guests so um it'll be kind of cool to get a little background on him and you know what he's accomplished this season and uh what he's looking forward to here on the f- reel down i almost yep. said final cast <laughs> i know <laughs> you got a hard time keeping track of all these segments man so you know yeah. what can i say um i never know what segment i'm on unless i know the faces that i'm talking to so <laughs> but oh, uh even then we're jumping around so much it seems like yeah, man. Well, that's that's oh, what good. makes us unique, you know. It it, it kind of switches it up. Um, 
you know, gives gives some different perspectives on different segments and things like that. So um, it's kind of cool to see, man. Um, yep. I, I know people have been digging on that, so uh, it's super cool. So, well, let's recap these events from uh, from last week. Um, we'll start out with the Cats Classic Championship down in Eastland, Texas. Uh, in first place, we had Jeremiah Smith coming in with a smoking 92 and three-quarter inches. Second place was Colson Ginger, 87 inches. So, I mean, that Jeremiah won by almost six inches. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler, Tyler Howell was uh, two inches behind Colson with 85. And Big Bass was a tank at 22 and a half inches. Oh, Lord. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Big yeah. Texas bass, man. Yeah. That's right. I who knows how much that thing weighed. I mean, what's what's a tiny 22-inch bass down south weigh by you, Daniel? Uh, it depends on the season, but you know, at least 6. Yeah. I mean, at at minimum. Ooh. Yeah, that's a chunky, chunky, chunky yeah. fish, man. So, looks like they had good down, good time down there at the Cats Classic. <clears throat> yeah, that that was a lot of money uh won by first place there too. I I think it was over three thousand dollars. Oh nice. Plus a kayak plus a Malone trailer. Shoo. It was a big tournament. Yeah, nice. buddy. Yeah, it yeah. was a it was a top twenty five angler, so I mean that's a huge, huge payout for uh fishing through twenty five guys, man. <laughs> yeah good stuff look like three guys zeroed a couple <clears throat> guys only caught a few fish so it looks like it was uh some guys found him and the rest kind of struggled man but uh cool man congrats to jeremiah on that one definitely uh moving on we have the virginia kayak trail uh lake prince uh, first place uh, Kyle Franklin with 62 inches. Second place, William Sipple with 52 inches. And third place was David Batten with 42 and a quarter. Big Bass went to Grover Beck with 17 and a half. And that was a three-fish limit tournament, I believe. No, it was five. Oh, that's right. This was the I, – I did watch this. The The top guy was the only one that got a limit. Yeah. Yeah. That's some tough fishing, looks like then. Well, and his limit was a fifteen and three quarter, a fourteen, an eleven and a quarter, ten mm-hmm. and three quarter, and ten and a quarter. So they must be doing like ten inches or bigger, or eight inches or bigger, or something. Yeah, I know the trail that I compete in in Ohio. Uh, our minimum's eight. Okay. That looks like a rough day on the water, my man. Oh. Shoot. Yeah, there was a few people that uh, zeroed also. <coughs> the weigh-in was at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. I mean, that's where I'd be hitting up after a day like that, man. Jeez. But uh, I, I, I think first place should have bought everybody a round of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he did, man. He probably felt bad for those dudes. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, going from there, we jumped down to Louisiana, uh, BAM Bass and Kayak Club, October 26th, 
on Lake Concordia in Louisiana. Andrew Green came in first place with 82 and a half inches. Josh Duffel, 78. Ricky, I'm going to butcher your last name, Ogea or Ogea, one of the two, with 61 and three quarter. And then Big Bass went to Vincent Saliz with a 20 and a half. I would have thought bigger numbers coming out of Louisiana, man. Yeah. So yeah. It, I, I was looking at the map, and that's just west of the Mississippi. It's uh, old Oxbow. That That's interesting. Huh. Crazy. So it's kind of like a river setup, huh? Yeah, just it, where a part of the river did flow one time, and then it got cut off, and then it just uh, okay. becomes its own lake. Gotcha. But off the Mississippi. Very cool. That's Very cool. cool. Nice, man. See, well, he's already bringing stuff to the podcast that, that I, nobody else would. Yeah, see? <laughs> I like that. Brother does his homework. <laughs> this is why he got his position here. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, um, quite, a, quite a few inches in between first, second, and third, man. I mean, you have, what, oh, yeah. four and a half between first and second, but then – between second and third, man, you got what? Fifteen inches? No, uh, like no, 16, 16, 17. No, sixty-one to seventy-eight. Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. But to to first place between third and first, yeah, you got twenty inches between there. That's crazy, man. But yep. uh, yeah, man. And then the uh, the next one here. Shout out to a previous guest. Uh, Mr. Jackson Orr takes it home. And I know him and um, Ryan Milford were talking about this tournament on the Bass Fishing for Noob segment this week. And uh, they were kind of talking about uh, fall fishing techniques and things like that. And I know in that interview, Jackson said he was going to target, you know, deeper weed edges and things like that. So I'm assuming that's uh, what paid off for him. But he only took it home by a quarter inch, seventy nine and a quarter. So kid's been on that dude, f- fire, man. That dude Hammer. is impressive. <laughs> I tell you what, man, he is uh, he is one outstanding young man. That is for sure, um, and he's just a stick. Yeah, just an absolute stick. Um, second place was Tyler Osborne. And third place was Steve Esben. And uh, Jake Kimmel, Big Bass, 19 and a quarter. And this was up in Grand River, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Was this all smallmouth that were caught in there? Do you know? No. Uh, the Big Bass was actually a largemouth. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at look, – yeah. uh, it might have been uh, – No, I'm yeah. looking at Jackson's pictures. It looks like he caught all largemouth. Yeah. So, huh. interesting. Michigan, yeah. I always, I always assume it's a smallmouth bite. Yeah, I, I that's what I was uh, thinking too. But interesting. Looks, all these guys have largemouth pictures. That's crazy. Oh, and to to top it off, Jackson's dad took sixth. Yeah, I was about to say that. Tell you what, man. Uh, I was wondering who that was. Yeah, that's it. That's his dad, man. Uh, shout out to Mr. Orr. What a what a great great dude. 
I've had many, many conversations with him, and he's just an all-around great guy. Um, love chatting with him. And uh, love seeing what himself and uh, and uh, Dylan's dad do for their sons, man, getting them to and from all these tournaments and traveling with them and things like that. So super yeah, cool, that, man. Shout out to the badass dads out there. So Cool. That's it for our uh, recaps. This week we don't have upcoming events other than the TOC. Yeah, TOC, and that's what uh, the weekend of the same weekend as the Turkey Bowl. So you're Turkey like Bowl. two weeks out yep. from that, and then uh, they have that satellite tournament right before the tournament starts. They're giving away three spots to get into the TOC. So if you guys are looking for a tournament, want to travel a little bit, head on down to Lake Wachita in Arkansas. What TOC you said first place is 40K? Daniel? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, first it's, place. Well, I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's 40K for first place. It said 40,000 cash and prizes. So oh, I guess so, the whole field. So yeah. I bet first place is around 20, 15 yeah. to 20. That's Somebody's a, getting paid, and, and that lineup is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a stacked field. Yeah, yeah. buddy. So they, they really set out to make it a tournament with just the best of the best, best. yeah it, it it really turned out that way yeah no doubt totally agree with that 100 percent, man uh love what hobie did with the series and then that toc for sure is it's gonna be a battle and it'll be interesting you know just seeing what happened down there for uh the kbf flw cup it'll be interesting to see what the lake's doing this time of year for all those guys down there fishing so uh, I got a feeling it's going to be uh, quite interesting. So, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, looking Anytime forward to get that, that many big names, man. It's oh, going to yeah. be interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll no be one to watch for sure, yeah. for sure. So, we'll, what? Oh, we'll share that link too for everybody to watch. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Check the Facebook page as we're getting closer to the tournament. I'm sure Mr. Hicks or Sam or Daniel will be posting that up to watch that weekend. But, uh, yeah, let's dive into our new man here. So we're going to put you in the hot seat. Uh Uh-oh. Start off with the OG question. What got you into kayak fishing? How would you get into kayak and and kayak fishing? Um. For me, it was, I've been kayak fishing. This is only my second year. Uh, I came from a bass boat like a guy, a lot of guys. Uh, I live in central Alabama, just south of Birmingham. And I'm fortunate to where the fishing here is pretty, there's a lot of pressure. So the fishing stuff, it's not Ohio tough, but it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely, you know, you have to know what you're doing going out there to catch fish because there is a lot of pressure. But um, So you can fish a bass boat tournament any weekend and uh, there's always something to fish and i just kind of got i fished that for years and got tired of it and just decided to do something different something i'd enjoy more got the kayak and so now i'm still able to tournament fish and have fun and do it for a little less money and and to me it's just totally a different experience uh Mm. being a being a kayak versus running 60 and being a bass boat and the uh Another thing is, I, I can give my whole story, but 
uh, I fished a national. I went back to college with the GI Bill, and I uh, I fished for the University of Montevallo. We're always top twenty-five, and, um, and I was fishing national championship up on Pickwick for Cabela. It's a uh, Boat US Cabela's national championship, and uh, and I hit something. And Pickwick's a pretty big, clear lake. Have no idea how I did it. I was out on the edge of a channel, actually in the channel. And I, I hit something going 60 that just sheared off just below the bottom of my the boat. So it didn't hit the hull, but just below that, it just sheared everything off the engine. It spun me and my partner out probably 800 degrees, eight, like not quite 900, but almost. Jeez. And uh, yeah, so it I, somehow I stayed in the boat because I had the steering wheel. It was a single console, 18-foot uh, Ranger with a 175. I kind of topped out right about 60, 62 with gear on a tournament day, full of gas and all that. And it shot him out of the boat. He skipped across the water. Luckily, it was a tournament where you had to wear a life jacket. Mm. So, um, and after that, it just, you know, I love fishing. I wanted to do tournaments. I wanted to have fun on the water. But just being in a boat just didn't appeal to me as much as what it had before. So, I went the kayak route, so it's kind of a lot of different things all in one. So yeah, that's how I kayak fish now. That'll make you pucker up real quick. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that story. And that man. guy, <laughs> yeah, and we were having a great day. We had, I think, we had twenty pounds that day. So he gets LSU. Uh, we were staying at a hotel right next to him, and uh, a couple of guys from LSU they come by us and they pick him up. And he puts, you know, we call the tournament director, say we just wrecked. So he's okay. He's like a tough country strong kid kid from Clanton, just total outdoorsman, just country strong kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, yeah, so he, I mean, he just got in the other boat, got in our fish. So he went to weigh in and weighed in our fish. And he's got like, you know, he's holding up five, you know, great fish for 20, 22 pounds, whatever it was. So. We still got to weigh him in. I'm just sitting out there in a broke down boat, oh, and just just shocked, trying to figure out what happened. I was trolling around because it took about an hour to get a, a tow boat out there. Luckily, the tournament was sponsored by Boat US, and I got a free tow because nice. it was normally like a $500 tow because Pickwick's long and narrow. I mean, not super narrow, but really long, and uh, so it would have been a lot of money to get a tow. So they bring me in and. Yeah. At $15,000, luckily I had total replacement guarantee on my insurance. So I think the boat was probably only worth 18, but because I had replacement guarantee, they fixed it all and it was $15,000 worth of damage. That's, that's nice. Yeah. But luckily the, you know, the engine didn't come up and pop back in the boat and kill us or he oh, luckily he was wearing a life jacket, everything else. It but it just sheared off the engine. It came up and popped the back and cracked the fiberglass and all that. But holy yeah, just, smokes, man! Just lucky to be alive, you know. Yeah, that is crazy, so, dude. So I love kayak fishing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably the craziest story we've heard on this podcast. Segment. Yeah, dude, that that's is nuts. Right. That is score. nuts. Yes, yeah, score. <laughs> but no, uh. Like, my history, I, I came from Biloxi, Mississippi, which, y'all, you know, northerners, it's, it's, Mississippi does have a coast, so it's from, it's on a coast. So, uh, in between Biloxi and New Orleans, I grew up saltwater fishing, mostly 
not so much offshore stuff, but we have islands 12 miles out. So sure. just mostly trout, white trout, speckled trout, redfish, things like that. Nice. Uh, lots, yes, yeah, like southeast Louisiana, Venice, all those kind of Delacroix, all the places that you hear. Me and my dad went there, me and my dad and my uncle, and I so did that. Spent 10 years in the Air Force, did a little bit of fishing, kind of, now that I look back on it, I was stationed on 12 bases in 10 years, kind of all over the world. And I, uh, I really missed an opportunity to catch all these awesome species all over the world. And now that I'm older, yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, why did I miss that? <laughs> I, I could have caught all these awesome things, yeah. and I didn't. I was, oh, you know, I was chasing women or, you know, whatever young military men, age men do. But yeah, uh, right, right. just, yeah. Well, so, thank you for your I, service, I, man. Uh, hey, no, definitely want no to problem. shout that out, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, now I live in Birmingham, met my wife, and um, whenever I moved up here and met her after, right after the military, I took a job here in Birmingham. Her dad, because I had fished a little bit, uh, bass fishing with my grandpa on the Pascoola River. That's why I know about oxbows. Okay, yeah, yeah. This Pascoola River has a lot of oxbows. But caught a 10-5, still the biggest bass I've ever caught on a cane pole. Just the biggest bass I've ever <laughs> caught, but caught that one when I came pulled with my oh, grandpa. Man. And uh, it just came in the boat. It didn't even fight. It's just like, I'm old and fat. Get me in the boat. <laughs> this is over. I've lived enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so, yeah, uh, fish, did a little bit of bass fishing, but whenever I met my wife and my father-in-law is completely obsessed with bass fishing That's he cool. has an entire trophy room full of just bass fishing trophies like back in the late 70s 80s early 90s he was like central alabama bass fishing stud i mean his trophy room is unbelievable and now he's not in the kind of health to where he can fish as much as he'd like but uh just an amazing fisherman so he was like you better figure out how to fish because his partner had unfortunately died not too long before that so he needed somebody to fish with so it was like you better figure out bass fishing quick because i need a partner nice so yeah just start no bass fishing with him yeah and that was just over 10 years ago and i'm one of those kind of ocd all or nothing have to like take in every piece of information i can i have to research and know everything about everything yeah, so my uh yeah so then I went back to school, fished for Montebello, and here I am. Very cool, That's man. Cool. With you, fine people. Man, dude's got some stories. I dig it. Yeah. So, uh, what are you fishing more than one local club down down south there in Alabama? Yeah, this year I fished Iron City, which is uh, it's kind of the Birmingham guys. Okay. And they fish. They fish usually within an hour. We're blessed to have a lot of lakes within an hour. Um, all the Coosa River chain, I mean, just just lakes all over. But lakes, uh, you know, rivers. All, all here, there's a lot of fish in here, and like Gunnersville, Tennessee rivers. Gunnersville is about two hours. A lot of the other stuff on Tennessee River, probably three. So that's definitely the best fishing in the state. So I went up this year. Last year I just fished Iron City. Kind of got my feet wet, and this year I fished both iron a few iron city tournaments just for fun didn't really practice much but i really focused on north alabama because that's the biggest club in the state and they usually have 
60, 70, 80 guys at tournament. So it's like wow. legit, yeah, legit big tournament for real sticks. You know, the, those guys can fish and they could definitely go anywhere and compete on regional or national level events. Yeah. That, so uh, I, yeah. That, uh, uh, the Northern Alabama one, did you say, uh, you guys, uh, had your tournaments on Tourney X? Uh, no, we just do it. They judge them as we come in. Okay. I was about to yeah. say, cause I, I didn't, I didn't recognize the name when you said that. Yeah. We usually pull all of our results off of Tourney X every okay. week. But no, that'd be cool to, to get more clubs like that. I, we were looking into it. I, I know like Queen City and South Carolina and stuff like that. So uh, another, another club like that would be pretty cool. There's probably, I think there's six or seven major clubs in the state of Alabama kind of clubs, but uh, mm-hmm. North Alabama definitely has the most participation. Iron City usually has 20s, 30 maybe. So it's smaller guy, smaller, but there's some legit guys that they'll also go fish in North Alabama or uh, Coosa yeah. River, a couple of the other clubs. But there's a couple of at least a few guys in Iron City who are as good as anybody. <laughs> how's how's the Coosa River fishing? Uh, That's a bucket it's list good. for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm I'm in a room. You can come stay in anytime. Oh, uh, shucky now. Come on down, man. Let's do it. Let's get some of them magnum spots. Some of them dudes. But, uh, yeah, Coosa River, it, it can be good. It, uh, you know, it's, it's probably like any other lake anywhere else. It can be good, and it can be really, really mean and stingy sometimes. So, yeah, but you can usually go out, and it's it's pretty healthy populations, and they're, they're managed fair by the state. So, yeah, definitely a good place to fish. And the spots, you, 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 spotted bass, Coosa River, you just can't. I mean, you you catch one of those four or five pound spots, and it's like catching a bull red. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> They're mean. I I think I missed it. Did you uh, mention what kind of kayak you're fishing out of? Uh, this year, I have a. I'm fishing out of a Native Titan Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I, I I've got the big barge. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Pedal drive. Yeah, last year it was a Bonafide 127, and that was a great boat and loved it. I just wanted a pedal. It just for me, just extended my range. Now, all the tournaments here in the state, they don't allow motors, so like you have to have a pedal. So yeah, that's why I went with the Titan. Great boat, durable, and again, I, I came from a bass boat, so having the storage and I'm, you know, I'm not a light guy, so having a the stability <laughs> that meant a lot to yeah. me. So yeah, yeah, great boat though. Have you have you seen that uh, Slayer Max they're coming out with? I have. I fished the tournament Titans this year, and they uh, they had the prototype there, and uh, it. Uh, I I definitely like to get on. I really like the layout of it. I like to get it on the water and see the stability. But it it looked yeah. like a definite upgrade from the old Slayer, and and definitely, it, I think it's probably going to fit in that Hobie Outback kind of range. So, I mean, I'm sure that's what Native meant, that they wanted it to be a competitor to the Outback. But, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely a boat worth looking into. It kind of reminds me of the uh, Bonafide SS-127 a little bit, like the hull yeah. shape. So, yeah. like the tank well and everything. It, it's cool design. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and the propel drive, it's just, you know, the Hobie 360, that's a beautiful thing, and 
Yeah. Uh, they're they're kind of cost prohibitive for a lot of people, but the uh, the Propel Drive, it's definitely bulletproof and time-tested, so good boat and, and good drive. Definitely. So, uh, getting to some tournaments uh, that you've uh, done this year, Ed, did you get any wins or any like not- notable place finishes? Yeah, I, I wrote down a few. Uh, yeah, man, this dude's a stick. Year. He's a legend. Yeah, you don't know yeah, who you're talking yeah. to? Oh, I was, it, it was great until at the end of the year. I kind of... <laughs> we talked about that the other night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had this great year, like made my goals. Everything was going great. And then the end of the year, I signed up for some big tournaments and it was just yeah. terrible. But uh, it was NACA with North Alabama. The first one, I got ninth out of 79. That was... Uh, so there was 79 people, but it was a. They did that one a little bit different out of Coleman, which is about an hour north of Birmingham, and kind of Smith Lake, if you've ever heard that. A lot of, a lot of the big tournaments. I think uh, MLF fished there this year. And yeah. maybe, I, I, actually, I think BASS did this year too. But the. Um, so 9,079 did good. I, and you could fish anywhere within, I think, an hour of Coleman. And I chose Smith Lake, and that was it was a good lake, really clear, pre-spawn bite. Did good uh, spots. I think I caught one largemouth. Uh, winner, that one took 58.5, and I had 48. So, yeah. And and that's kind of where I'm more of the angler of the year guy than yeah. the winner guy. I'm more of the grinder. I'll sit on a spot and milk it for all it's worth. Uh, I've I've never been so much a big bass kind of guy. I'm always, I'm always, not always top ten. I definitely don't want to say that because of the end of year <laughs> proved that and humbled me. But the, uh, but usually do good and I'm I'm usually up there in the top and and that's, it's it's kind of tough because I'm usually good enough to get right at the end of the money. Like oh, I'll win my money back, but. The top one, top two, those are always tough. But angler of the year, stuff like those are usually my goals because I know I might have a shot at maybe winning a tournament every year. Yeah. Uh, and second was uh, the NACA tournament up on Gunnersville. I got third out of 77 on that one. And that was, uh, it took 62 to win. And I had 58, 75. And I had four fish come off that would have all won me the tournament. So, if you catch 58 inches, for th- and these are all three fish tournaments here yeah. in Alabama. For some reason, they they choose three fish instead of five. So that one, if you catch 58 inches, you're thinking, all right, I'm going to get paid. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, 62 was stout. Yeah. A guy in NACA, the angler of the year, just destroyed everyone. I think his name is Brandon. I'm not sure his name off the top of my head, but you can look up the NACA this year. I think he won won three and got third in the other one i mean it for angler of the year wasn't even close but he won that tournament uh the third one i fished was on pickwick and that one you could either fish pickwick or wilson which are both tennessee river they're just separated by a dam mm-hmm. uh winner t- that was 58 inches and that was also the side of my wreck a few years earlier but uh i had 45 did good there so 18th i 71 just fair the fourth one i couldn't fish and then the last one, the NACA Classic, which is if you finish high enough, then you get into the Classic every year. And that was actually, I fished that one the same day as the Hobie. For some mm. reason, I signed up for the Hobie with very little practice. 
the I just took a flyer. It's it's kind of like a Gunnersville is like a boxer. You always have a fighter's chance on uh, like a puncher's chance on Gunnersville because you can just run on something stupid and then mm-hmm. catch a mega bag, fat sack, and you know have a have the day of a day of your life. So I actually zeroed for a double zeroed, but I was starting a job on Monday, a new job, and my son was sick, so I didn't get to pre fish like I wanted to. I had it all planned out. I was going to stay up there three days before and start this new job on Monday. I was going to win this tournament and life would be great. <laughs> My son got sick, couldn't pre-fish, and then sucked that yeah. up. Yeah. And then tournament at Titans, I did okay in that one, like somewhere in the middle. Uh, that was a great tournament, well ran by Steve and Ryan. Uh, great tournament, definitely you know, you're fishing against some of the best people in the country whenever you're fishing a Hobie and the Tournament of Titans and and the lake showed out for some guys. For me, it was okay. Uh, yeah, I fished a couple of Iron City tournaments and did good. I, I got a couple of checks, but nothing. I didn't win any. I think I got third and one. So, yeah, good year. Definitely my second year of kayak fishing from leaving a bass boat. So I'm, I'm proud of how I did. Next year, I, I got a couple of holes in my uh, kind of my arsenal. Jerk bait, definitely one. I hate to throw a dang jerk bait. I know yeah. that Smith that Smith Lake tournament because I I know up there for smallmouth you have to be able to throw a jerk bait, and down here you really want to be able to throw one sometimes. And just that the motion of a jerk bait does not. I don't know. My body just says, Dan, you are not going to do this jerking motion. <laughs> I, I'm the same way with the uh, walking the dog technique, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but like, I, I'll throw a whopper plopper. I'll throw something else. But just that motion of a jerk bait and kind of walking the dog, it just doesn't come naturally to me. So yeah. There's a few holes in my techniques that I feel like, like would have helped me this year. And definitely if I'm going to fish a big tournament, uh, I'd I just have to be able to get in the practice. If you if you're not getting the practice before a big tournament, uh, they're just you know all the men and Christine are going to hurt your feelings and make you cry. So <laughs> just, you have to practice before a big tournament, and even against these guys here in Alabama. If you're not prepared, you're you're throwing your money away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So are you a KBF member? I am not. I I'm not. Uh, no, uh, Brian. I kind of. I'm wondering about how I can get into the national championship now because it's on Gunnersville. <laughs> now that it's the end of the year, I'm like, dang, why did I not get in on that? There's a, uh, there's an open, there's an open at the that's NC or open uh, down in Florida in December. I think that's the last chance. Uh, the monthly challenges were over with this month. Yeah. See, I, I, I didn't think there was one in November. I didn't December. know if they ran the, I wish I did. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> I know if those ran deeper in the year. I think yeah. there's going to be a couple, like, special, like, challenge series things, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, yeah. But I know that um, the Open in Florida is going to be one of the last events where you can qualify. Wait, where's and, it at in Florida? Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. I, I'll look it up. Um, so, I mean, what are you thinking about doing for uh, next season while I'm looking this up? I think uh, right now I'm definitely – I want to go for 
my goal would be angler of the year with iron city really kind of setting a goal of if you want to you know if you want to be the best in the sport then you need to prove yourself <laughs> at home first and, and i did at with north alabama i ended up eighth in angler of the year i didn't get to fish one tournament so that was my throwaway so i had to go with the other three if i would have taken a picture with a boat at a store i would have gotten fifth that was like a bonus points thing. So I could have gotten fifth for Angler of the Year. And and that's great. They were doing it with their sponsors to drive traffic. And and, uh, oh, yeah. and they were a great sponsor for North Alabama. I, I just, because it's two and a half hours away, it just wasn't worth it to get a few more Angler of the Year spots to drive all the way up there and back. But uh, so my goal is going to be, right now, is going to be as best as I can for Angler of the Year for Iron City. That's stuff within an hour. And I don't have to practice too much for. I'm definitely going to fish the Hobie on Seminole in February, and the one at the end of the year on Coosa River, because everybody loved to fish the Tournament of Champions and try to make it to Worlds. And I'm kind of leaving it open. I heard something maybe a BASS thing. I don't know if that's going to be next year. I I know zero information about that. Just kind of rumors. Some maybe a tournament, a Titans tournament, maybe some KBF stuff. So just kind of, I haven't really set out the schedule yet, but yeah. angle, going for Angler of the Year in my local and those two Hobies, I know that those are things I want to fish. So the the KBF member thing, you're definitely doing that next year. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have to. I, like, yeah, I, I don't have a motor. I'm, you know, yeah. oh, I, you. I, that's that's the thing that's kind of held me back is I'm yeah. not a motor guy. I don't. So I feel like I would be at a disadvantage without one. So maybe I'll have to ask for ask Santa for a Torquedo, one of those new awesome <laughs> giant super fast ones that could maybe push my Titan three miles an hour. But uh, that'd be yeah. awesome, man. That'd be nice. Uh, uh, Mike Mike Elsie's in the native Titan, isn't he? With a yeah, Torquedo. Yeah. 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 He won this yeah. year, and and that was actually because I just got the native, the Titan this year. Is man, everybody was doing so good at Titans. It was just tournament after tournament. People yeah. were just, yeah. It, it, I felt like if all these guys are doing so good at a Titan, then it's definitely a great boat, and it's definitely a tournament worthy boat. And that was that was one of the things that made decision. People like Mike, Greg did great in the. Uh, Greg Blanchard, obviously the YouTube phenom, oh, yeah. they great at national championship, uh, and a lot of other guys. You know Ryan Lambert and everybody else who's on a Titan. Yeah, they've really killed it this year. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, that is cool. So, uh, well, I kind of forgot what I was going to ask, but the uh, Iron City Trail that you fish are they affiliated with KBF? No, they're not. So it. Huh. Okay. Yep. Now, honestly, I don't think I know that some other states. It seems like a lot of clubs are linked up with KBF, but I don't know any down here that do that. Maybe it's just in Alabama. Maybe in other states they do it, but they definitely. I don't know of any, and I haven't fished any clubs that do that here. Yeah, I know. Looking through Tourney X before, I've never noticed Alabama being a state that I could click on through the tournaments there. So So that's that's interesting. Real yeah. quick, uh, we're no. cheap down here. 
November eighth. That five dollar thing. Yeah. <laughs> November eighth through the eleventh. There's a Veterans Day regional challenge, so that's a Friday to Monday. And then... What? So the whole region, huh? Uh, There's different regions. So, yeah, it'll be a regional thing. And then the Bass Open isn't on here, but I think... It's around the weekend of the 14th. I'm looking on the KBF website. I couldn't find it on the... Um, I'll, I'll look it up and, yeah. and see if there's some kind of way I can sneak into a national championship since it's so, you know... <laughs> it, it's postponed. Should be a great time. Good fishing. And there's yeah. like, you know, 842 people fishing it, so... It shouldn't be that. Yeah. Hey, be that, that'd be cool. It'd be cool if you qualify because I know uh, Sam and Brian here, they're already qualified oh, for it. Oh, it's. Uh, he let me know. I just found it. Uh, so, December 14th, open at Palm Coast. Oh, that's the East Coast over there. In the Flagger Beaches of Florida. Up to 30 qualifications up for grabs wow wow that's wow. a lot well i'm sure yeah. it's going to be dependent on sign up how many people yeah but yeah. yeah it's i mean i've i've been fortunate enough to fish like this year me and some friends we went and fished uh not the harris chain the one outside jacksonville um uh, the bass guys had been there just before us we went down there and camped this year uh, and I've been fortunate enough to fish like Okeechobee and Harris Chain. So December, January, man, that's such great fishing down in Florida. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, I remember as a kid, man, uh, I went down and fished with my old man uh, down in Tarpon Springs on okay. Lake Tarpon. Dude, mm-hmm. huge bass. St. John's, that's where I went. I'm pretty sure that's where I've I've caught my biggest bass ever. I don't remember how much it weighs. I was probably like 17 or something like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, whenever we went down there, they were a little stingy. It was right at the end of the spawn. It was the front that came through, and I caught a six. That was kind of the, the best I did. But, I mean, it was worth the trip just going down there. The weather was perfect. It was at the like mid January. Great tent, great uh, tent camping weather, so you can go down there and you know it's like sixty degrees at night and seventy during the day. Just perfect weather. Hmm. So, say you do qualify for the national championship next year, doing that regional tournament. Mm-hmm. How how confident are you in fishing Gunnersville? Oh my man, just don't say anything. <laughs> He's got it dialed in. We already had a conversation about this. We can't share that kind of information on a public platform. <laughs> just say, know. just say, it's good. We're good. We're, uh, it, a little preview is at the tournament I fished this year was almost on the same exact day. I got third there, did good. Uh, so it's definitely going to take a hundred inches. I mean, that's that's not even a yeah. A, not even close it's going to be well over 100 inches a day yeah. and uh 
Yeah, it it should be it should be great fishing post spawn. Yeah. I mean, you never know with the time of the year, but it should be post spawn. They should be biting, and there's going to be some big show up. It'll probably show out. Yeah. That's yeah, fun. I think you're pretty accurate, like over 100 inches a day. Yeah, I mean, you're going to sure. see some of the biggest numbers you've seen in a multi-day tournament, I think, yeah. with this. I, and and Gunnersville is so big, no matter how many people Chad has fish in the national championship. Yeah. It's it's one of those kind of lakes that can support that many. And I think the only person to catch over 200 is what, Bam, out in California, one of those headwaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Somebody's going to catch over 200. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's, is it two or three day? Three day, right? Three days, three yeah. Day. Yeah. I think day Maybe three, three yeah. day three is only like the top 100. Is that how it goes? Right. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. Maybe the first 300. My, you, Mike Elsie had 270 or almost 280 last year. Yeah. Total. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. I'm calling it right now 300. <laughs> that's gonna be awesome if that happens man yeah. oh my goodness i'm gonna Somebody catch 20s all week and just have donkey leash to trees 20 20, 20. <laughs> just four donkey leashes just yeah, yeah. Just cast after cast you got mike long in the house them up. yeah right yeah. i'm just like out it. there snagging bass <laughs> yeah i don't know man it's it's gonna be incredible what do you guys think uh since we're on the topic of the nc what do you guys think uh turnout's gonna be i was having this conversation with Susie last night um you know i think she said there's like seven or eight hundred qualified already mm-hmm. so what do you guys think the numbers are gonna be because i think last year they only had what five five or six hundred people 464 people yeah i think Wow. So, I, I think it'll be around the same amount. You think so? I think they had, yeah, I think they had about seven hundred qualified last year. So I think it'll be around the same. I think it'll be interesting. I don't know. They, to me, you you might probably about that same amount, maybe a little bit more, because for a yeah. lot of people, Gunnersville's bucket list. So, you, not only do you get to fish national championship, but you get to mark Gunnersville off your list, and it, you know. But like I said before, Gunnersville can just—you can have the best day of your life out there if you sure. get on them, right? Well, I think too. You know, like the southeast is probably the biggest kayak bass fishing mecca other than California right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, those two are probably running side by side as far as like tournament turnouts and things like that. So. Whereas on the flip side of that, Louisiana was kind of a stretch for some folks. Yeah. So um, I think you're going to see some high numbers. I, I'm I'm willing to bet at least 600. Oh yeah, uh, I could see it. Yeah. yeah. So I know Gunnersville is seven hours from me, and Caddo Lake last year was like 12. Okay. So uh-huh. yeah, I, I I would like if, it, if I was if I had the choice, I would definitely go to Gunnersville. Yeah, like that's not that's not bad at all. Yeah, right, right, right. And the, and one of the good things about Gunnersville is you can fish however you want to. I, obviously, the seasonal that'll matter, but there's a, so many. I mean, if you want to be back in the lily pads, you can do that. If you want to be main lake, even post spawn, they'll start moving out there so you can be out deep. You so everybody's going to spread out. Even with that many people, the lake is so large, everybody can kind of probably you know. 
more fish their strong suits, there's going to be something that's going on that that's going to be the deal, but you might be able to do what you want to do and catch a little bit of the deal and still win. So so it's it's going to be a fun tournament to fish no matter what. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see you guys compete in it. That's going to be cool. Either way, I'll, I'll be up at the national championship with y'all with paddle and fence. So. Yeah. Whether I'm fishing, whether I'm fishing or not. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't made that announcement yet. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Second segment in a row, you've had to shh us. It's all good. <laughs> Let's just say there's some things in the works, boys and girls. Just some <laughs> things in the works. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be a good time either way, you know. I mean, parties at the Paddle and Finn house. What's up? <laughs> Dude, I, I think I'm going to try to get down there. You will Even be down there. Even if it is there. for, like, Friday, Saturday. You'll be down there. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun, man. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. I mean, that's, you know, like Hoover says, that's the spectacle of the sport, you know, the biggest freaking tournament of the year, you know. Um, So it'll just be a cool experience. You know, this will be my first time fishing in it. So I'm looking forward to it, man. It'll be a good time. Good time. I'm kicking myself right now, too. Because this month I could have qualified, but I didn't sign up for the stupid state challenge, and it ends tomorrow, and I would be three and a half inches in the lead right now. Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot to sign up. <laughs> Once we get off this call, just go in a corner and kick your own ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Oh, like man. I said, I, I, I'm going to win one of those challenges next Well, year. you got the the – the Veterans Day Challenge coming up in November, man. And I think yeah. that's the weekend of uh, the Turkey Bowl as well. Yeah, I could. I, I could try that. Yeah. I think you should. Get on it. All right. I will. I won't sign up so you can win. <laughs> I want to hear more about this right. Turkey Bowl. More about the what? Oh yeah, the turkey bowl. I, I keep seeing things about it, but don't know anything about it. So uh, those that uh, the turkey bowl is uh, an event that Sam is putting on. This is the second year they did it. Last year they just kind of slapped it together, had a decent turnout. So uh, they're turning it into an annual thing. Uh, takes place in Indiana this year. It's on Geist Reservoir, which is right outside of Indianapolis. Uh, it's a three-man team event. So, out of your team, it's uh, best three fish. Yeah, best three fish. Um, And it doesn't have to be where each team member submits a fish. You know, if one guy slams them and the other two guys skunk, it's those three fish will count. Uh, We got some sponsors for the event, some giveaways. Uh, Our man Duke at Catch is making the trophies. There'll be some catch boards, custom engraved, uh, that'll say Turkey Bowl Champs 2019. Um, Paddle and Finn is a sponsor. I know Sam just had Yak Attack uh, sign up as a sponsor. Wicked Weights, TRC Covers, Moving Water Outfitters. And uh, I know... uh, our newest host, Mr. Dustin Nichols, who owns Tidewater Apparel, uh, he's donating some things as well. So, um, 
be a cool thing. There's going to be a food drive for a separate raffle for a very large prize pack. I don't know what that is, so I can't give you guys the insider information on that. Sam won't even tell me. So, um, But uh, it's just a good like end-of-the-year event for all the folks up north. Oh, and then uh, Big Bass, there's no side pool for it, but whoever wins Big Bass is going home with a big old fat juicy turkey. Butterball. Yeah, for Thanksgiving. So um, it's right. it's just kind of a cool little event that uh, Sam threw together to just kind of bring some people together. I know um, Duke and a couple of the catch guys are coming down. A bunch of the paddle and fin crew will be there. I, th- uh, I think I'm going to get Dusty to sign my kayak. I mean, I would, dude. I mean, the kid's a stick. <laughs> You know, have him sign a package yeah. of Kytex for you. That's his favorite bait right there, man. Yeah. Dude's always throwing something Kytex. But, uh, yeah, man, I know Dusty's coming down. Um, I know myself, Brad, uh, Justin Marshall, Josh Eldridge. Um, Ricketts is coming down. Oh, Ricketts. Y'all need to go blow up Jay Randall's private messages because he wussed out on this one so please everybody go message jay randall and tell him he's a wuss and he needs to get in the car with brian and drive to indianapolis tell uh, him there's bike in this lake yeah. <laughs> i was going to say they need to have a separate bike oh man yeah he yeah. needs to come there that'll get him motivated that'll get him mo- motivated but uh yeah so it's just a a, a cool little event that sam Sam put together, um, you know, I know I helped him out with a little bit of stuff. Um, I believe Alan Reed helped him out with some things as well. So, uh, just a cool little event happened in Indianapolis right before the holidays and just to kind of get everybody to together to have some fun. Oh, there's a, it's something craft house. I forget off the, I think it's Chris's craft house or something like that. It's Murphy's. a rush Murphy's craft house. Uh, it's like a little brewery, I believe. They're going to have appetizers for us to do the, the weigh-in and all the prizes at uh, afterwards, beverages, things things like that. So, And uh, the date on this is November 10th, which is Sunday. So I've never fished a team tournament, but, man, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'd be interested to know what the strategy is. It, it seems like, are you going to, you know, you tell your people on team, do you fish the same spot or just... <laughs> right fishing a pattern what's like yeah. what's all behind a team tournament well it'll be interesting so we did that one at the paddle and fin meetup at uh, in ohio jay and i were on a team yeah <laughs> well whatever <laughs> but uh we did best five fish and if we would have done the best five fish from each team member me and jay would have won Mr. Hicks. Uh, but uh, so we did it. So at least um, one of the team members had to submit one of their fish. Um, so it was best five fish. So, I mean, Jay and I just kind of fished next to each other the whole time. But we did pre-fish together. We we did some different things, some different techniques. We figured out it was a jig bite. And then uh, Jay is not a jig fisherman. So he was kind of out of his element. But then... By the end of the day, he was like, man, I never throw a jig. 
I love this bite. I got to do more of this, you know. So he was all excited, you know. So cool. that was a cool little aspect from that. But I mean, what did you guys do, Brad? You and Justin fished side by side, right? It was you and Justin, no, or you I, and Chris no, Anderson? It was me and Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Chris split up. Actually, he wanted to fish the lily pads, and I was just like, "Eh, I'm staying on the main lake. It was hot." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was That's hot. Right. I remember that. I was Real like hot. sweating while trying to sleep in the paddle and fin trailer. That was awful. Mm. Yeah, dude. We were all <laughs> camping. That was brutal. No. That was brutal. It, it was like you, 100 if degrees. Hear, if you want to hear more about like the team tournaments, you go back and listen to the Eric Siddiqui episode of uh, at the Crossroads Classic. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was he a... That was a unique event. I was down there just kind of uh, helping out and was a spectator for that. And it was interesting, like, from talking all to, the, to all the folks that fished in that, like, a lot of them spread out during pre-fishing, but they all shared everything, like, down yeah. to GPS coordinates and baits and things like that. So it was kind of cool, See, like... Yeah, that, that'd be fun, because we're always tournament guys are always so tight-lipped and yep. sandbaggers and yeah it'd be nice <laughs> to just share with your homies yeah. like dude i got on them today in practice this is what you need to do and i listened to the eric thing where he said they were kind of helping each other yeah you know well but, i know yeah, eric... if, I, if i were on a team with Sadiq, it'd be like win it for us just yeah, go yeah. get them <laughs> I, I know eric had uh had told those guys where he was fishing and what he was doing but he was fishing something a little different and a little bit more unique he's fishing some deeper structure and i think some of those guys just weren't uh, weren't comfortable fishing it i think it was like a sunken bridge and he was popping like a like a three-quarter ounce jig off the bridge and he was just smacking them so yeah sam sounded like he knew what was up though that's something he must do a lot yeah, he used to fish that. He's similar to you, man. So he used to fish a lot of bass boat tournaments and things like that. And, um, you know, that lake, it's a power plant lake, so it, it never freezes. So guys will go yep. fish that in the winter. So, um, and that's, I think Sam said that's only like an hour and a half from his place. Hmm. So, wow. um, yeah, he uh, he's hit that quite a few times. And he knows that spot that Eric was talking about, so. No, I gotta check out a power plant lake. That sounded great. Yeah. Well, dude, they're. I mean, for the north, they're they they make some really big bass because you yeah. know, like down south, you guys don't really have like super cold winters where you have lake turnover and stuff like that. And up here, we do. So if you get a lake that's similar to what's down south, you know, those fish are gonna grow all year round. Um, so that's, that's why they're so popular. And there's, there's other power plant lakes like in Illinois that aren't as popular as Newton that have just as big fish and they don't get as much pressure as Newton does. Hmm. Brian, I've heard you talk about them before because you have one that's not too, like four hours. Uh, yeah, one's, one's down by Springfield. I think it's about three and a half hours. Three yeah, hours. Do, do they Chris. just spawn all year in there? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There. Yeah. There's some chunky, chunky bass. I know. I was pre-fishing for a tournament down there for uh, KBL, but it got canceled because tournament day it was supposed to be blowing like thirty, 
with like snow and then rain and like it was just supposed to be nasty um but i was going down there pre-fishing for it dude and i was catching some nice fat like four pound 18 inch fish like just chunks chunks so yeah power plant lakes are unique for sure you know but we don't have them in ohio (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) we have power plants here but i mean they have a warm water discharge and maybe in the winter you can pick up some fish there but it's it's nothing where it just does something to the whole lake it's just isolated yeah right on right on Uh, very cool man well you got anything else to add to this before we wrap this up brother no i just really looking forward to it thanks for having me i'm excited to be a host Heck i yeah, get man. to talk about kayak fishing all yeah. the time now. <laughs> i mean that, that's really it you know hey dan you want to talk about kayak fishing all the time yes sir i do please <laughs> dude so I'm, here, I'm excited for this man you you and sam <laughs> like both big into this tournament thing so it's gonna be cool heck yeah Dang. man heck yeah good luck man I, I appreciate i've got some big shoes to fill and I, I appreciate you letting me have your spot here moving on up to better things yeah no, no, no problem uh, right like on. i said I, i'm not i'm not a huge tournament guy i don't know like the stuff all you guys do but i think good. brad the sticks hicks is gonna come out of there. his shell next year i got a feeling what's that brad's gonna be traveling the northeast just pounding them pounding them i like I it wish. you gonna take angler of the year next year brad no. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't afford to do it, man. <laughs> yeah, it's rough, dude. It's rough. I I will say oh. that, dude. It is rough. Well, with that being said, guys, uh, don't forget to check out the website, paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. You got a question, comment, want to hear uh, your tournament trail brought up on this uh, segment here, email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. We'd love to talk about your trail. Uh, social media, at Paddle and Finn on Facebook, Instagram. You can also now find us on Patreon. We set that up this week. So we got some special incentives going on over there. So go check that out if you want to get first glimpse to the content before it comes out to the rest of the folks. Uh, get some insider information, things like that. You could sign up to uh, help support the show. Uh, shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Love, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, and Jig Master Jigs. Use promo code PNF20, save 20% on your jig order. Don't forget about the plastics recycling program, you guys. Take all those used beat-up plastics, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards melts those down into new baits and donates them to various heroes on the water. Until next time, tie lines, smooth paddle. Peace. Yay! This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% off your jig order. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the paddle and fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there.
Give it a gander.